All right, welcome everybody. Uh, as you may have guessed, we're probably we might be uh, doing a little bit of uh, multitasking here, talking about Oscars and play Roblox. Um, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm, I'm George, as you know, as, as usual, I'm, I'm, I'm on here, and uh, I, I am here with uh, the uh, Nutella fan himself, Tristan French. Oh, I am a Nutella fan. Thanks for having me back on. I love Nutella. And then we're bringing back uh, the one and only uh, uh, Kino man himself, Andre Hall. Yup. And then uh, Jared is going to be here soon. He has to just deal with uh, something really quickly. Um, something something important. Uh, anyways, um, so you know it's been a while since we talked. Uh, last time we talked, we talked about can. And now we are back. You know, getting ready for fall festivals and cool shit like that. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing today. Apparently also while we are playing Roblox at the same time. Are we actually? Uh, Are we actually? I mean, I don't know. It seems like y'all wanted to. Um, Is it loading for you, Andre? Oh, I forgot my password to my Roblox account. Same. It's so sad. Um, oh, well, rip. Um, in any event, though, um, we've got a lot of shit to talk about. So, we have the Venice lineup. We have the Toronto lineup. We have the New York Film Festival main slate. We uh, have uh, Oppenheimer. We have Barbie. There's so much. <laughs> There's so much. Um, and there's a lot to talk about, and um, we will be leading this into the next episode, which will be the Toy Box Fantasy Film Ball Draft. So that's, you know, just tune in for that. It'll probably be recorded before this episode goes up, knowing me. So, uh, yeah. Um, without further ado, let's just go ahead and get started on... Uh, what we're what we're what we're gonna talk about here? Um, so let's just get the elf the elephant uh in the room out of the way, or should I say elephants in the room? Because July twenty first was the cinematic event known as Barbenheimer. Um. Barbie has now officially hit $1 billion at the worldwide box office. Oppenheimer is in the top 10. And um, both of these movies are projected to be pretty big Oscar players. So, um, I mean, uh, a lot of us have some thoughts about, about those two films uh i cannot deny the oscar caliber with either so um between the two movies mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which one do we think like has 
a clearer path to like um, potential like a, like a win or something and like how do we feel about this movies overall in the conversation and also I mean like how 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 do we like just I don't know what I'm saying how do we see these movies actually playing out? Well, we talked about the quality of them quite a bit on um, the Workshopping Humanity podcast. And uh, I think it's undeniable that these are the two biggest talking points in the film world of the entire year. And I think they're going to continue to dominate the conversation. And, you know, right now it's looking like um, we're not sure what's going to happen with campaigning for Oscars because of the strike. Mm -hmm. But um, if... You know, if the strike ends by Oscar season when, you know, the campaigns start, um, I think we're going to see a lot of campaigning for both Barbie and Oppenheimer. And I think that's going to be a big news headlining headliner, sorry, um, Barbie versus Oppenheimer. Um, because honestly, it's been so cool to see these movies come out on the same day and become a package deal. And I think that's going to continue through the season. I think it's going to be a narrative that these two are competing against each other. And I think um, we're going to see Killers of the Flower Moon kind of join that conversation as well. Um, but uh-huh. when we talk about which one has a clear path to win, um, I mean, I think both of these movies are going to end up coming out with a lot of nominations and um, be two of the biggest winners of the night. Um, I see Barbie taking home both costume design and production design. I also think it could have the exact same, um, the exact same package as Black Panther had, and take home original song. Sorry, no, Black Panther did score. I think it's yeah, going to get um, original song. Yeah, yeah um, which is interesting. I'm not sure exactly which song is going to win. I mean, I'm like, uh, I'm just Ken uh, could end up pulling it out, but then there's also the Billie Eilish song, which is doing really well. Um, and I, I think it could get three song nominations. Um, and then oh, with Oppenheimer, you never know. I, oh, and I think Barbie, I know. you know, Barbie has a, a, a real shot at winning picture because it's got, um, I mean, it's it's doing incredible at the box office. And then it does have a path. It's got those three that I just talked about. Plus, um, I could see it winning. I mean, it depends on where they submit it for screenplay. Um, but either way, like, I think it has a good shot at winning screenplay. Um, and then from there, I mean, there's even Ryan Gosling, who I think is is in the, uh, the conversation as well. So mm-hmm. um, it could get quite a few wins and, and uh, you know, yeah, maybe, sure. yeah, five, five wins, which is really good. Um, and then... Oh, no, six wins if, if Gosling wins, too. And then uh, Oppenheimer, I mean, we could see um, a lot of people say that's the front runner right now. I think Nolan seems to be the front runner to win director. Um, and then Robert Downey Jr., I could see, um, you know, really going head to head with Gosling to win. He has more of a narrative, I think. And then um, we could see it win sound. We could see it win score. Um, maybe... Probably not VFX if Dune comes out, but definitely a nomination there. And then I, mm. I still, I'm very on the Killian Murphy train. I think um, 
he's just incredible. And I know a lot of people have said that um, a lot of the hype for the film is more for the filmmaking than the acting. But I, everyone I've talked to that has come out of the movie has said that Killian Murphy has given one of the most impressive performances they've ever seen. So I, I really think that, that the hype is there for him and I, I could see him pulling out the win. Okay. Yeah. So it's like another point I want to bring up is just like how a few months ago we were all talking about how it was going to be Barbie versus Oppenheimer. And then as July slowly came across, it became Barbie and Oppenheimer. And I feel like that's going to stay true yeah. for the Oscars this season. So, like, like, sure, they'll definitely be competing for like picture and director, but each will get its fair, stronger side of like tech awards and. I also agree like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it is so, pretty yeah. exciting that it's, they're going to share oh, the love yeah, more. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I, th- I definitely think it's exciting that these two films, especially being as good as they are, and they're both really fucking, like, incredible movies um, to be uh, doing this. Um, okay. I'm going to say what is potentially a very controversial opinion in the Oscar world. I don't really have that much. uh, I don't really believe strongly that Oppenheimer has a strong chance to win Best Picture. Because here's the thing about it. I saw the movie. Well, I mean, we all did, obviously. But when I saw the movie, I was like, okay. You can definitely tell there's a lot of audience like love and respect for the movie i mean my theater the the theater i saw it in uh it was an imax theater and it was packed and at the end of the movie they clapped um but i um i i definitely feel like there could be a little bit of um this movie could be it could be a, like just not emotional enough, not like a bit too emotionally cold and distant, is what I'm saying, Lindsay. No, I, I agree with you, Georgia. Actually, um, yeah. But I do wonder what like voters will think when it comes. That's um, yeah. I mean, like, I understand that you know. I mean, the movie does have an A set of a score, so like maybe what I'm saying here is you know kind of uh kind of doesn't matter but um i get the impression that when people you know that some people are going to sit down and watch the movie and they're going to think yeah it was it was good it was really great but i Hmm. wanted a little bit more I um no. no maybe I am wrong about this right maybe but well, actually one thing you know for Barbie's side on this actually is you know for the past few Oscar winners be that Coda and everything everywhere everyone's coming out crying at the end of those films people aren't yeah. crying out of open they're crying out of Barbie um so who which, knows which what is can an happen interesting point yeah. I, I don't necessarily think it's applicable to all of them. Like, I mean, I don't... I mean, I, I guess some people cried at the end of Nomadland. Um, I did. Actually, I, think, I think I probably did, so I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but I don't really think that there were that many people crying at the end of uh, Parasite, for example. Um, That's true. Yeah. 
I was crying at Green Book either, but we'll see what part this trend comes from. I, I definitely get that there's, you know, when we and, look uh, at... Um, real quick, Jared has uh, entered the room. Hey, everyone. Hello, Jared. Hello, Jared. We're talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer right now. Ah, uh, okay. Anyway, Jared, just, is your profile your picture point. Cooper Wraith? Yes, it is. Nice. My man. <laughs> I love Cooper. Um, He's so cool. He is so cool. I hope... You know, we're talking about Oscars right now. I hope Cooper Rape wins Best Director one day. Well, you know what his next project is? It's with the kid from Liquor's Pizza and um, another Cooper. David, the Hopper from Stranger Things. I'm forgetting his name. Harbor. Harbor. There you go. Yeah. David Harbor. I don't know why. And it's name. it's like he, like, that's his dad, and his dad's like a mobster, and something about like a hockey team as well. I don't know. It sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll watch anything he does. Um, so what were um, you guys talking about, like, with the crying and, like... <laughs> so, um... Andre was making a point about people crying like, at the end of, like, Everything Everywhere and Coda and stuff. I'm just saying, it helps if you have, a, like, a very emotional... It does help if you make people emotional, emotional. absolutely. Um... I- I definitely agree with that, um, and I think when we look at a lot of the Best Picture winners, they do have an ending um, that makes people emotional. And I think Oppenheimer, while you know, in some ways it might be colder, I think it also like it. It is like people are having an emotional reaction to it. Mm-hmm. It's just one that lingers rather than happens right away. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I think that the movie has kind of like um, has its cake and it eats it too in that it it is one of these expertly crafted, um, very like highly calculated films like Power of the Dog and Roma. But because of its subject matter um, and because it's so relevant to like some of the things that are going on today, I think it also evokes an emotional reaction. And because of that, I think this could be a film that a lot of people um, really get behind when it comes to Oscar season. And I mean, there's an overdue narrative for Nolan. Um, I I really do think this could win. Um, And it's my favorite movie of the year, so definitely bias. Um, But I, I think there are, you know, enough people that are really being taken by this movie and um, it's having a profound impact on a lot of people. Um, but then again, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Barbie won either. I think that movie was really dominating the cultural conversation. It's also very relevant. It's also, um, you know, in a time where uh, the box office kind of looks dire, it's really saving. Um, you know, it's it's an original movie, even though it's based on IP. It's an original movie that is getting people out to the theaters and I think um and also inspiring people and, and creating conversations and um that could end up you know catching fire and, and uh you know having a strong narrative too. So I think one of these movies could end up really taking the, the prize and honestly I think these are the top two. So here's the case in my opinion for Barbie. Because a lot of people will say, 
Uh, well, everything everywhere won last year. We're not going to get another one of those like next year. And, you know, I, I am generally, you know, a very big proponent of, you know, just because it happened last year doesn't mean it's going to happen again this year. Um, but I don't think Barbie is everything everywhere. Like, I think it's kind of asinine to compare the two, to be completely honest. I mean, first oh, yeah. of all, one, so- of, one of them is an independent movie. Like, it, it, like it was made on a shoestring budget. Well, not, maybe not quite a shoestring budget, but it wasn't made on a very high budget, right? And the other yeah. is made by, like, one of the biggest studios in Hollywood and, you know, it was produced by a massive toy company. Um, but also, like, I mean, I think, like, the, the movies are also very different, like, stylistically and tonally uh, as well. I think, uh, you know, Everything Everywhere, I think, certainly has a lot more philosophical or stuff going on on its mind and Barbie has some of that but like Barbie's also very politically minded and it's talking about you know a lot of themes like feminism femininity masculinity and life and all all this stuff you know it's um I can understand that some people think it's shallow I don't really agree with that but I understand why people think that you know like like if you want a really interesting opinion from somebody who is not, who is a bit Barbie critical, you could say. I would highly recommend watching Broly Deschanel's video. I, I mean, I think she's great in general, but definitely go watch that video. It's, it's, it's really good. But I don't particularly agree. <clears throat> That's not the point, though. I think also the point that Barbie is a bit more of a tech movie than everything everywhere was i mean everything everywhere i mean one editing and it got like costumes and score and such but like here's the thing barbie like tell me what else is winning costume design tell me do you have an do you have an answer to that question napoleon <laughs> i don't know have you seen spot faux um fur coat i think it's insane <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, tell me what else is my production design. No one's going to beat that, Kennedy. Salt burn. One other yeah, movie. Pr- production design, I'm not as convinced, uh, is there's like a shoe in to win. I mean, there's only one other. Bro, have you seen the cat You can house? say Killers. Well, I wouldn't say it's Killers. I would say the only other one is like Poor Things. Because, I mean. That's what true. Are Dune? Poor Things That's is a strong the, the pen- Dune, I think. Uh, okay. We'll talk about this more in a second, but I really don't think Dune is going to do nearly as well as the first movie did. Um, but like, we'll talk about that later. I think I say poor things because like the penis windows. <laughs> but I mean, not just the penis mm-hmm. windows, but also like the production of the movie does look insane. That being said, though, it could be like the favorite versus Black Panther because the favorite. I mean, I mean, I'll grant you, like it, it doesn't. It didn't the production design of that movie doesn't look as impressive as like what the hell's happening in four things, but it's really hard to argue against recreating a, an actual fucking Barbie dream house. Okay, I look at that thing and I'm like, what are you gonna do to beat that? What are you gonna do that's gonna beat that? I agree. Like, I think the production design in Barbie's insane. Um, I think costumes is just a shoo-in. Like, there's no way. It's it's completely, like, inspired fashion. 
Um, I don't remember the last movie that has had like this big of an impact on the fashion world. Um, so I think that one is is just a shoe in. And production design, I think, is is looking good. I just I don't count out Dune. I don't know, man. I get, we'll talk about Dune later. I don't think it's going to do as, uh, as nearly as well as part one. Um, it's going to do really well. Here's my thing. Uh, so and then, you know, I mean, I think it's just going to win those two. And less poor things is like the production design in that movie is like the greatest of all time. Hmm. But putting that aside, I think song, it can win. I'm not as convinced it's, it's locked in as costumes and production design because I think, I mean, you know, there is the song from Wish, which in my opinion isn't really that good, but I, I, I don't like the original song category very much at all, to be honest. Um, and like, I mean, I wasn't hot on uh, writings on the wall, that one. And yeah. <clears throat> and you know, let it go uh, for Frozen. I mean, I think like over Moon Song from her, I just that, that that's kind of cringe to me. But um, there's that, and also, I mean, I, I I I'm not gonna say it's impossible that this could be the year that Diane Warren finally wins. Um, but I mean, we have to hear the song first. She probably won't, but I'm not gonna say it's impossible. But besides, like, you know, and then, you know, I mean, beyond that, I don't really think it's going to win any of the text. It could get, like, an editing nomination if it's, like, really big. Um, but I think the rest of his wins would have to come above the line. Screenplay, wherever it's placed, which I'm going to assume is adapted until further notice. Um I mean, this is much more in line with like adapt with like screenplay winners than like something like a Killers of the Flower Moon or, or, or an Oppenheimer, at least recently. I mean, you get moves, movies like Everything Everywhere All at Once and Get Out and Promising Young Woman and Jojo Rabbit, like these movies that win screenplay that are very high high concept original films. And you know, sure, this is based on like Barbie, but. You can't tell me the concept isn't original, at least. So I think uh, I, I think there's a really solid case to make there over something like Oppenheimer or Killers, especially since like with with Oppenheimer, I I just don't really think it's going to win screenplay. The as much as I think it's a great movie, I, I I I'm not going to sit there and ignore the Nolanisms. You know, the female characters are still kind of underwritten and um i shared this in our instagram chat the, someone took a picture of a page in the screenplay and one of the lines was literally we are fucking and fucking was in all caps like <laughs> the, no one is going to read that line and be like yeah i'm gonna vote for oppenheimer like come on son and i do think uh, gosling could still win and if it's winning competitive in like at least five awards you have to consider winning competitive in best picture which I, I do recognize is also the case for Oppenheimer. But I think Barbie... Right. I mean, let's consider this. Like, in, in the expanded era, the only Best Picture winner to be, from a move, from, to be from a director who has had a movie nominated before was Birdman. And that movie is 
like just straight up very different from anything Inuritu had ever done before. And this it falls in line with that. Oppenheimer, it has a lot of Nolanisms that carry over. Like it, 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 like you can tell it fits in Nolan's iconography. And you know, Barbie, it's not totally devoid of Greta Gerwig tropes, but it is more different from Gerwig's filmography than Oppenheimer's from Nolan's, in my opinion. And also, like, I mean, let's just be real, like. Uh, everyone is talk, talking about this movie in some capacity, um, which might be in part due to Warner Bros. like insane marketing or, or Mattel's, I should say. It's probably Mattel because Warner Bros. movies have been flopping outside of this one. Uh, but people are talking about the movie and people are loving the movie for the most part, unless your name is Ben Shapiro or Ted Cruz. Um, but who cares about them? I think this movie is being uh, a little bit underestimated. Now, I say all this, and I still have Coach of the Flower Moon out front. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I just think... I think, and, and I also have Martin Scorsese out front for director, even though, you know, I mean, I mean. I don't Oscar, know about that one. See, Oscar experts saying like, oh, well, no one has his name engraved on the Oscar. Like, I'm sorry, that's asinine. That is asinine. Like, no, 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 no. Stop that shit right no, now. No, I think, yeah, director's going to be pretty close, for real. Here's the thing. I think uh, there is a narrative for killers that is... Scorsese is platforming a very underrepresented group of people in America, being the Osage Native Americans, uh, who have never had this kind of spotlight in film before. And he's telling their story the way they want it to be told. But, you know, I mean, it does sound kind of like a white savior narrative. I'm not going to deny that. With that said, um, it's different from something like a Green Book, right? where that movie was very dated and problematic. And Scorsese, I mean, he's always been considered ahead of, ahead of his time, and this movie's apparently just no different. So, like, I think that could be a more compelling narrative than, oh, well, we need to give Nolan an Oscar. Because I, I really, I don't think that overdue narratives matter as much as some people give them credit for, I'll say that. I won't say they're irrelevant, because that, that would also be asinine. But I think people give them more credit than, than they should. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's that crazy to think that Killers could still win. And I also don't think it's that crazy to think, because Killers is probably not going to win many craft awards, that it could just win with picture, director, and supporting actress. Because like, that's basically the Nomadland package, only supporting instead of lead. So I don't know. I mean, to jump in on Killers, I said it before, but, like, I think right now, you know, it's being packaged as uh, Barbenheimer, but I think Killers is really going to join the fold when it comes to, like, the big awards race this year, and you're going to hear that in the same conversation a lot as Barbie and Oppenheimer. 
Because I do think, you know, those two movies right now are dominating the conversation, but Killers really is going to have a chance at winning the top prize. We've seen how good Apple is at, at campaigning. And like George said, I mean, it is um, a film that is representing a very underrepresented community and it's smart and Scorsese. Um, and just based on reactions from Cannes, it's one of his best films in recent years. And I mean, the guy's, every movie he's made um, is, almost every movie he's made is incredible. But like, this sounds to be one of his best ever. So I think, you know, we can't discount this. It looks incredible. And I'm sure, you know, it's going to have a lot of um, hype in a lot of categories, um, including this actor. And I think Lily Gladstone seems to be um, a strong contender to win as well. So, um, yeah, I th- I, right now, um, I have this just right behind Barbie and Oppenheimer. But I think, um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up winning the top prize either. And this is why I say it's kind of asinine to say that no one's locked for director. Because, yeah. like, I, I, like, I mean, he could just follow the same trajectory he did for Dunkirk, right? He came out of that movie, everyone's saying, he's winning director, it's happening, it's his time. And then Del Toro's like, what's up, bitch? So, um, yeah, I, I don't really, um, I don't really think that's going to happen. Now, outside of Barbenheimer and Killers, or I can't think of a good way to confine all three. So I'll just go with that. Um, it's there's there's some interesting ones to talk about. The holdovers seems like it's going to be the biggest fall festival movie. Alexander Payne's new film. Uh, I currently um, have it in my top five. I have Giamatti, Paul Giamatti, out front for best actor. I think it. Above Oh, not just above Killian Murphy, my friend, above uh, DiCaprio, above uh, uh, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> um, I, I, have, I don't know. I have I, Murphy very strongly at one. I think, uh, here's the thing, I think people could come out of uh, out of the holdover saying Paul Giamatti gives like his best performance ever. And like, this is like incredible. Um, he could maybe win the TIFF Tribute Award, but they gave their director tribute to Spike Lee, and he doesn't even have a movie coming out this year. So maybe they're like trying to avoid it doing this because they, they know they can't get the actors to come to accept the award. Um, that being said, though, I don't like. I think people could come out of the movie saying he could win, and I also I, I'm not, I, I'm I'm gonna say like. Don't count this movie out of the screenplay race. Like, I think it could maybe win screenplay, even over past lives, which would probably break my heart. But we'll, uh, that's, I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to read the tea leaves here. And that's what they're, that's what they're telling me. I mean, um, two Alexander Payne movies have won screenplay. Well, I, I will say this, though. He did not write this one. He didn't um, write the other uh, Descendants either. Yeah, he did. No, Nat Faxton and Jim Rash. Yeah, he did too. Did. He did too. Look and, it up. And Payne? 
Oh no way! Yeah, look at look it up, Tristan. Look it up. Let's see. Yeah, he wrote it with them. Yeah, I told you. I told you. So, I mean, that that could maybe do it, but like that's also only two movies. I'm not going to use that as full trajectory. Um, I think that th th that's definitely a possibility that needs to be considered. Um, I think this is probably winning the the audience award at Toronto, and uh, you know, um, setting the Fablemans aside for a second, most of those movies usually win an Oscar above the line. So. I think it would have to be either screenplay or Paul Giamatti. Um, I, I, I mean, if if Lily Gladstone was not here, I would maybe say Divine Joy Randolph, and maybe there's still a possibility that she could. But I'm as long as Lily Gladstone's there, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. Anyway, what were you saying, Jared? I, no, it was just. Um... I feel like everyone's kind of maybe because the trailer was released so long ago for this movie. Um, don't forget, Next Goal Wins is kind of hiding like like a snake under uh, a rock. I, I could I could that. see a world where it's well, Next we Goal have Wins and the holdovers fighting for best for that Craig's for that TIFF award, and they're both have the potential to be these great crowd pleasers. I don't. See it being a better crowd pleaser than like Barbie, be real. I mean, or even Oppenheimer for that case. Oppenheimer's not a crowd pleaser. It it, it pleased of, me. But... It kind of is, but I don't know. I mean, my screen I mean, did clap in the movie, as I said, so I don't know. I would say like uh, a majority of like Nolan films are quote unquote crowd pleasers, but like. Maybe it's not like in a happy. I um, yeah. I will. I will say this. I do not live and die by test screenings, but mm -hmm. I, 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 uh, based on what Andre has said, because he saw the movie. Oh, an anonymous people, source. I'm an anonymous and, source and, who's seen Max Gold wins. Um, and other people said it. It. It sounds like it's gonna. It, it's. It's just. Not not that remarkable. So I uh, and I, I mean I don't know. Can Taika really strike lightning in a bottle twice? It happens sometimes, but like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my put my chips on that. Especially since there's another search right contender that has been put in a much in what is in my opinion a stronger position to be their push uh, than this movie. I'm sure you can all probably guess what that is, but you know. Um, I mean, I guess aside from next goal wins, I don't really see what else would beat the holdovers for the for Tiff People's Choice. <sighs> we'll see. Uh, and uh, I, I think you know, some people say because I, I said you know, I, I mean, I have Giamatti winning Best Actor right now. I, I think I probably will have it winning screenplay for now. People say, oh, do you think it could win? I would, I would slow down there, and he here's the reason why. I think recent winners have a certain like social relevance or at least a veneer of social relevance. And I say a veneer because Green Book. Green Book is not socially relevant by any means, but you could watch it and think that it is. And 
you know, even Coda, like, I mean, I don't think the story is that relevant, but it's the representation that's the important part of the movie. Um, I think, like, in the past 10 years or so, going back to 12 Years a Slave, the only one that did not have any veneer of relevance or was or just stretched out not relevance was Birdman. And uh, besides that, every all of them have had something. I don't know what the important angle of the holdovers is, is going to be. So for that reason, I'm not really feeling it. Uh, uh, I and, think it could tackle uh, mental health. Yeah. Mental health, I, I suppose. Um, but I don't know, like... Or like, I, I think I need to see like how the movie handles that. I think, or like, when you talk about Coda, like yes, for sure, the deck representation, but it was also just like we use the term crowd pleaser, and that's definitely one that's a more positive. Like, and if it played in theaters nationwide, would probably have gotten even bigger. Like, oh, that was fun. That was nice. And the holdover seems like that maybe more like hangout movie. I don't know. See, I think with um, Coda, like, yes, it was it was very crowd-pleasing, but it did have that kind of relevance, relevant, important factor of the representation to go along with it. Because, I, I mean, we're not, I mean, it's kind of like the Fablements, I guess. You could argue very much that that is a crowd-pleasing movie, but there's not really an aspect about that movie that you could say is, like, socially important or relevant. Guy I, likes I, to make movies. Yeah, guy likes to make movies, yeah. I mean, like, it's a great movie, and obviously the Academy thought so. It got seven nominations, but I don't think anyone really saw it as, an, as a socially relevant movie in any way, or something that was so important that it had to be rewarded. Maybe The Holdovers is different, and I'm not asserting that it will be the Fablemans, but um, I mean, we'll have to see how that is executed. Um, I uh, am very interested to check it out. That that's my main like thing about it winning picture. And I also like I don't even have Payne nominated for director right now, and that's not because of his controversy. Because I mean Tiff. Avoids controversy like the plague. If there's something controversial, they will not play it. And they're playing the holdovers. So I, I don't think the Alexander Payne sexual assault allegations are going to catch on. Um, was it dropped? I think it was. It I, might have been I dropped. think Payne said something in a way that it actually seemed plausible that it, they could have been made up. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm not going to assume that it is or not I, I that's not my place to do that um i i just don't think it will it will ultimately matter i i just have them out because i have other people in who i think have also a really really good shot um now we can get into past lives which that's my favorite movie of the year See, uh, here, here's the thing about it. I think it will probably get nominated uh, because it is making 
it did make a a, 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 a good amount of money for what it was. Um, keep in mind, I'm saying for what it was. For a reason. Because this movie's made, like, I don't know, about as much as, like, In the Heights, maybe. And that movie was a flop for what it was. I, I When I saw the movie, I was like, yeah, I don't know about that winning Best Picture. I, I think it, it is a movie that, like, it, 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 it's, it's not a cold movie. But I don't think it's one that's going to get that. Like, I think it's a bit, it is a bit distant in a way. And I think it's, it could leave some very people. <laughs> it could leave some people at a distance. I think it will play a bit more like "Call Me by Your Name" than something like "In Everything Everywhere" or "Moonlight." Uh, there is maybe a world where this just does not get in. I don't think that is a super. I don't think we need to be sounding the alarms on that just yet. If it misses like a PGA or a Critics' Choice, I that's where I would start shitting my pants. But well, I don't see that happening. I, you know, I, it's like, I think this is pretty. I, I, I do not think that this movie is going is going to be in the conversation to win. No. And as I said, like I, I, I probably would have the holdovers winning it over it right now, which, you know, that, that makes me cry. But, you know, again, like I, I didn't make the rules of the game. I'm just telling you how the game is played. I think. Um, because I mean, I just I, I have a, tr- a hard time seeing what what, what its package would be. Because I don't think I any think of the actors would win. Maybe if Teo Yu isn't supporting, he could. But I, I I don't think they're gonna put him there. To be perfectly honest, and I don't see Greta Lee winning. I don't see John Majaro winning. I don't the think Selena Song is gonna win director, and I don't think it would win score. And I don't even have it at an ending nomination right now. So I I really. I really, um, I just don't have hope. I think the only way past lives wins like a bunch of stuff is if like half of Hollywood still is hung up about their middle school crushes that they went on to a one parent set up date 30 years ago for. So oh we'll Lord. see. Which could be possible. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I, I thought, Andre, you were about to say if, like, half of the potential Best Picture contenders get pushed to next year. Oh, yeah. Um, no, nah, we've got Barbie, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just not that confident that it's going to be, like, a major contender. Like, this could be, like, Licorice Pizza or something. Hmm. Uh, she did get a nomination. Yeah, it did, but I mean that movie got its its cheeks clapped in some categories, which is partly because MGM is a shit campaigner. But A twenty four, I mean they they did do really well with everything everywhere, and they can do really well when they know what they have. But I I don't know how I don't really have as much confidence in this one unfortunately uh we now when we get on to dune part two we mentioned this earlier 
I agree it's going to get nominated. And I think it is going to win visual effects again, because obviously what, the, what else is winning? But when some people say it's going to win all the same Oscars, the first movie won, I, I, need, I, need, to, I need you all to pump the brakes. I need you all to pump the damn brakes. First of all, Oppenheimer is competing in a lot of those same categories, and it's going to win a bunch of those. But second, sequels do not do as well as the first movies did most of the time. Lest we forget last year, Avatar 2 got four nominations compared to the first movie's nine. And one of the categories it missed was a category of the first movie won, which is cinematography. <coughs> I, That's I a slightly different situation. But, yeah, though. I, I was going to say I respectfully disagree. <laughs> yeah, this is more similar to Lord of the Rings because it, it's got the direct momentum of just coming and out right after. Lord of the Rings also missed cinematography. And missed a lot of the categories the first movie did. For two towers, sure. Well, I mean, that's because it was the weakest one. It depends on, you know, it really depends on the quality of this movie. And when we know that this one is going to be a full-on like war epic, like delving more into like war and whatnot, I think there's a chance. I I feel like it. I I just respectfully disagree with you. Here's here's what I'll say though. I don't, I mean, if this movie is like just unanimously better received than the first movie, I will concede and I will put it in uh, most of the same categories that the first movie got. But that being said, critics are usually not that kind of Villeneuve, which is, which might be crazy for some people to think about because Villeneuve, we've always thought of him as like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, he's Villeneuve, people love the guy. He is not. I I think his highest Metacritic score. I'll double check this. His highest Metacritic score is a rifle, and that movie has like an eighty-three. So, you know, the guy is not. He's not a favorite of the the critics necessarily. Eighty-one, eighty-one. It's tied with Blade Runner twenty forty-nine. So. Um, this guy is not really a critic's darling. I can definitely see this movie getting a similar Metacritic score to the first one. And I mean, also, like, I mean, wait, are you saying Villeneuve's not a critic's darling? He isn't. He just. Oh, I don't know. No uh, way. Yeah. He he just objectively is not. Go look. Go look on Metacritic right now. Asandis and Arrival. I don't know, man. Insandi has an 80. Insandi is nuts. Insandi's nuts has an 80. I mean, you can go look, brother. You can go look. I'm telling you. Yeah, but like any like almost all of his movies have over an 80. Let's see. Yeah, but like when I say a critic's darling, I mean he's not getting 90s. He's yeah, not getting but 85 plus. I don't think Metacritic is the only like when I for critic starlings, I usually like look at the the critics awards, and I think like well, if you want often those critic those critics bodies, you know, were really gung ho about Arrival and Sicario and Osandis and I, mean, I don't think if you get nominated, it's for um Dune. So 
Yeah, that's another thing too. Some people are really confident he's going to get back into director. I think he's missing again. I really think he's he's not going to get in. I I mean, motherfucker got stuff with the first movie. You think he's going to be a a win contender for this one? Get the fuck out of here. And like, I don't mean to be rude, but like, um, I just think that is unrealistic. It is unrealistic that he's going to be such a lock for this one, even though he missed for the first movie. I understand that some people thought, well, you know, maybe since it's a complete movie, like they'll be more willing to nominate him. It's not always how, how it works, I hate to say. And, I mean, I think this movie could also be vulnerable in some of the categories it won, like cinematography. Neither uh, The Two Towers nor Way of Water got cinematography nominations, but their first movies won. Uh, and, I mean, I, I, I don't have it in screenplay right now. Score? I mean, let, 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 let's, let's consider this. The only non-John Williams sequel score to, to have been nominated in the past like forty something years was Return of the King, hmm. which you know you could say maybe this is that, but I don't know. I mean, know. you've like, got Hans Zimmer, so it's it's Hans Zimmer, but like I think it could be like some been there done that stuff. Hmm. And I mean, you know, Tristan, you're talking about production design. That could be a place where they show off more stuff but again how the fuck are you gonna beat the fucking barbie dream house man how are you gonna beat the barbie dream house okay i know this is controversial but i think the world of dune of the starsh of the houses of the different tribes i don't know of the desert landscapes or you can make you can say they're much more practical than Yes, the Barbie dream house is probably hard to build, but it's also just a pink house that you can see through. And I love Barbies, and I hate for Barbie. I feel see, like that's, Dune that's is more more pra- more like epic and grand. And I mean, I agree. It's a better like it's a more impressive achievement. Yeah, like, here's what Actually, I'll say. One thing. For you. Yeah, I'll I'll say about the um I'll I'll say this though. If we're talking about, like, epic achievements, like, I mean, I look at something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood winning, I don't think that's as grand a scale as, like, Dune, necessarily. And, like, Shape of Water is definitely not on the scale of, like, Dunkirk or Blade Runner. And, like, not everything has to be a Mad Max to win production design. And, like, I mean, again, like, I mean, and I keep saying the Barbie Dream House. It's not just the Barbie Dream House. It's that entire town of Barbie Land. And Plastic Beach is literally a plastic beach. I don't know what you want me to tell you. But, like, again, I, I guess I won't say it's impossible. But I really think this movie's only winning visual effects. I, I think, because I think Oppenheimer, like, is going to win sound. I think it's going to win editing. I think it's going to win cinematography. I think it's going to win score. And then, you know, you've got, then you got Barbie with production design. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to tell you there. Well, the one hope for Dune is that, like, I feel like the first movie was, like, holding back for the second one, you know? And, like, 
it just might be a bigger movie and one can hope you know also like if there was one movie because of the strikes that could very well be delayed i feel like it's doomed too <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's just yeah. i think everyone's kind of just holding their breath right now until it get until like Labor Day, that's what the yeah, trades are saying. It's going to make their decision. I've I've been kind of feeling that it's not going to be it's not going to be as successful as the first movie, even since before the strikes even began. Like really? I really, really, I have I I never had Villeneuve in my lineup. Never, no, not not not. Oh, you you're still talking Oscars on in terms of just like box office and audience. oh, box office is a different conversation. Okay, it's that's what I was going. I'm like, really? Like, I feel like because the first one was still made money. I, that was when we were dealing no, with COVID not, and box office is a completely different conversation. Like, I I really think that you know awards. I I, I just don't see this. The first one doing as well as the the second one doing as well as the first one. What am I saying? And that leads us to another movie that could be delayed by strikes. The Color Purple. Hey. Uh, we have a trailer for this one. It looks pretty good. I mean, it looks, I mean, it looks really visually um, stylish. And it will look really pretty. Um, with that said, I am not so sure that this is a surefire win, con- win contender. Uh... I don't think it's going to be poorly received. I think it's going to be well-received. I think it's going to probably, like, I mean, I think it's going to get acting nominations no matter what. I think it's probably going to get costumes. Could still get production design. But I, I think there's more of a risk of this one falling off if it's still coming out. Because... It's not because of the box office. I think, the, like, I don't think it's going to do as well as, like, Barbie or Dune, but I don't think, but I, I do think it's, I don't think it's going to flop. I don't think it's going to flop because black audience members will go see it. There is a built in black audience for this one. And black audiences have uh, caused movies to make money before. Uh, and, and this goes for people of every uh, demographic. If a movie's appealing to one specific demographic, a lot of the times that demographic will drive that movie's box office numbers up. I I think this movie it doesn't need to be amazing. It can get in with a seventy on Metacritic, but if it gets like sixties, I would be a little bit concerned. And I think another issue is that this movie's going to come out really late. And, you know, how many people are going to see it in time? Because, I mean, this movie could get shut out of SAG if they don't send the screeners to them right away. I think it might suffer for that reason. So, uh, I think we do need to be wary of that. I do still think we're going to get acting nominations, still going to get costumes, probably still going to get song, sound, because it's a musical. But I, I'm not as confident in categories like director or cinematography or, you know, other things. Even though, based on the trailer, those nominations would not be undeserved. Also, it's giving um, West Side Story. They also, that also released in December, yeah. and that still managed to slide in. So I, I think it's still good if Warner Bros. is going to be because of the strike. 
And I also don't think it's like, I mean, because some people say, oh, well, they can't get three Warner Brothers movies in. And I'm like, bro, Miramax got four nominations in year five. And I know that was, you know, the era where, you know, that man who shall not be named was running things. But I don't think that we should discount it based on that either. And like Lionsgate was able to get three movies in in like 2016. So I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? I don't think this, I don't think it's that crazy to think, to think this. This could happen. And Fantasia Barino, I mean, she's still going to be win competitive for Best Actress. And oh, she'll, she'll be the second American Idol alumni to win an Oscar. Well, that is if the contender in the next movie I'm going to talk about is uh, doesn't have anything to say about it. So, Anatomy of a Fall. Um, so, I uh, this movie won the Palm Door. We've talked about it. I talked about the last episode how I think this movie is getting a Best Picture nomination. I am still, I'm still going with it. I'm still riding with it. Because look, here's the thing. I think. The thing about this movie is that it is, as time goes on, in the weeks since it premiered, people are kind of starting to find out about the movie and see that, and some people are seeing the movie at minor festivals and, you know, I think Australia and maybe a couple, a couple of other places. And they're saying, hmm, okay, this is a really good movie. This is a really, uh, you know, it's got an amazing performance. It's got a really great screenplay. And I mean, like, it's it's one of the most acclaimed performances of the year. And like, screenplay, screenplay is looking kind of dire right now. And this movie could easily slide in. It's going to get international featured. It's going to get the best actress. It's not really that far off from best picture. And you know, Justine Triage, her previous movies before this might not have uh, done very well, but hey, Edward Berger, Edward Berger was not a uh, a known name at the time of all quite on the Western Front, and look what happened there. I I honestly do not think it is that crazy to think this movie could get nominated, especially since it is half in English. And I really think that if Fantasia Barino does not win this year, it will be Sandra Huller. Uh, I because I mean I don't think Greta Lee is going to win. I don't think Margot Robbie's going to win. And I don't see... Uh, I also don't see... Well, shit. Like, I, I don't see someone like Annette Benning coming in and, 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 and winning. Or somebody like, uh, I don't know, Kate Winslet or something, right? She's crazy overdue, though, Annette Benning. Okay, and so so is uh, Glenn Close. And True. Look, look, yeah, look what happened there. I um, I really think that's that's what's going to be. Uh, Huler versus Fantasia uh, Barino. Um, I mean, think about it. Uh, Huler is also going to be the critics' favorite. She's gonna win critics awards. Like I, 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 like I can't make an argument for, for anyone else, on that front. 
So, I mean, she's at least Colin Farrell and Banshees in my pick. At least. Or someone like Benedict Cumberbatch and Power of the Dog. And, I mean, I, I really don't think it's that crazy. I really don't think it's that crazy to think this movie could get a Best Picture nomination. Especially in a year like this, where Hollywood actors cannot promote their films because they're on strike. Hooler, by virtue of not being a member of SAG, and also by virtue of just not being an American production, is going to actually be able to go out there and promote the, the damn movie. And people are going to see that, and they're going to be like, okay, this is someone who is in this movie, talk about this movie, you know, maybe I'll go check it out, I'll check it out at TIFF, I'll check it out at Cannes, well, not Cannes, at New York. And also, Neon, which is this movie's distributor, has put it in the Parasite and Triangle slot in mid-October. Tell me they know without telling me they know. Am I right? Tell me they know what they have without telling me they know what they have. I'm a little skeptical of having seen it. I I think it's a really good movie. Um, it certainly doesn't feel like it's going to have the impact that Parasite and Triangle had. I mean, the names behind both Parasite and Triangle are bigger, but they also, I think, have stronger styles. Those directors and those films are so stylish and, and so... Um, just easy to latch on to. Anatomy of a Fall is like a masterclass in acting, but the film surrounding it, I don't think is anything necessarily new. And okay, while it's... You, can I ask you a question? What was new about All Quiet on the Western Front? Well, All Quiet on the Western Front was a, a technical masterwork. I mean, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front at TIFF and I left that being like, yeah, that's that could definitely be an Oscar player. Anatomy of a Fall, like, I, I see um, Sandra Huller definitely being a player, but, like, I didn't leave that movie being like, yeah, that's an Oscar contender. I don't see... I, it feels a little like Decision to Leave, where right okay, now we're on. like... Come on. No well, one decision, was, decision to Leave was nowhere close to the best picture this time last year. Decision, I don't know about that. There was a time where yeah, I think... Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I had it at number eight in October. Uh, why? Because, like, people were really on board for a little while there. Okay. Um, okay. Anatomy whereas of what is number Anatomy 12, of Gold Derby, and uh, Decision Elite was nowhere close to that. I don't think that's true. Bong, uh, sorry, yes, it no, is. Park, Park Chan-wook was like number seven or eight in director. Okay, that's director, not picture. Yeah, but it was it was pretty high up. It was like people let thought it was going to happen. Let me go look at the Oscar experts video real quick. The Oscar experts, not the only predictor. No, no, I'm not talking about his predictions. I'm talking about his gold derby video. Just gonna go look at that real quick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this movie. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I don't know. I I I don't know, guys. 
don't know, guys. You really think I, 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 I get I get ever since said if like this is like better reviewed and is more and is more seen. Like, are you really gonna pick Maestro instead? The killer. Well, we'll talk about the killer. I think, but... I, think was, I see Tristan's point of view of like what's like what was of like this seems like a no decision to leave. And I do remember there was a time like early in the war season, where like, oh, oh, guys, this is our next driver car. This is our next parasite. Look at decision leave. Look at. I never thought that nothing happened. To be, to, to be to be clear, I we're just saying that there was a time, and then that there was a chance that this could be an enemy of the fall. Could be that I. It's still so early on the award season. I don't know. Uh, decision leave was in the twenties on Gold Derby, according to Oscar Expert video. In the twenties. Okay, well, that, you know, that, that, that's that's really not close, buddy. It's really not close. You were, you were yeah, Gold Derby is not everything. There was a time where a lot of people thought this was gonna be a player, and like, well, that's look, not the point. I'm that's not the point. I'm um, I'm I'm proving here, Tristan. The point is, I don't think as many people actually thought that was gonna get nominated. I don't think, I I I, I really don't think that that many people actually were like seriously considering it. I never seriously considered it for best. Picture. I, I think few people on Gold Derby have actually seen Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. Or have seen any of these canned movies. Well, how about this? Neglia has seen it, and he's predicting it for picture. Well, good for Maddie, boy. I'm <laughs> not so predicting was, uh, so, for so picture. So was, so, was, so, was Oscar ex- so was the Oscar expert. Well, that's awesome. I mean, if I'm if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll you know, I'll come on here and I'll... I will say I'm, sorry, I'm but saying, I'm predicting. Tristan, I think you're you're underestimating. The, the I trust Tristan more than Can because his last name's French. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Sure. I I I I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll see it and be like, "All right, you're right. Maestro's getting in, and not this movie." I, I don't know why I'm going back to Maestro. Um. But I I really. I really think that they're like I mean, especially if Hooler is in the winning conversation, and this movie's going to get a screenplay nomination. I I really don't think like you can just completely dismiss this one. I I like I like, and it's not decision. Like remember, decision to leave is like a detective movie. This is a courtroom movie. Those are two very different things. And decision to leave also did not win the Palm Door. Anyway, the point I'm, I'm, though, what I was saying is like, I think. For a time there, I felt, at least me, I felt that decision to leave was going to be a player. Um, and I feel like it's going, you know, Anatomy of a Fall is going to have a similar trajectory. Um, I, do, I do think Anatomy could get into international feature and, you know, maybe actress, um, probably actress. But I, I, I don't think it's going to end up being as big of a player as people think it is um but then again like what what's going to be the international player this year if it's not anatomy for a fall because i i have no confidence in zone of interest well i mean i i have my thoughts about that movie i don't think it's crazy to i mean i mean i I, i've never I, i also do not think that movie is locked in by any means but like i'm not gonna ignore a 98 i'm gonna critic granted that could go down that could go down 
But I think I, I don't think it's a good idea to ignore it. And I I mean I did do think there's a world in which anatomy of a fall is over zone of interest. Um however I do think at least one of the, one of these movies is going to get in. And I have both. I think I have anatomy of a fall over it though. Um and I, I, I again, I really, th- I really think that you are. I mean, we can get into some of the other contenders below this one, but like I, there's some ones that I just, I really just do not believe in these movies happening. And when you take those movies out, it's like, okay, well, why not Anatomy of a Fall? Possible, very possible, Central contender, international contender, could easily get screenplay. Like, what's the problem with that? Uh, and then, you know, the zone director, international, maybe. Or it could be another round, who knows. Um, as for, like, the 10th spot, though, we're about to talk about the Searchlight movie I was referring to earlier when I said I think there is a bigger Searchlight movie that is position in a much better position than North Mexico wins, and that is poor things. So, uh, I'm sure you guys remember last year, Empire of Light was thought was, was thought to be the Star Trek contender. Sam Mendez, and we all thought, oh my god, this is it. This is the Star Trek contender. This movie's going to get a bunch of nominations. But then it ended up being Banshees instead. Well, we should have we should have guessed that. And here's the reason why. Banshees was in Venice. Venice competition. And Empire of Light was not. And Searchlight usually sends their contenders to Venice and puts them in competition. So, Poor Things is there. Mexico wins is not. Now, maybe this happens the other way around. Maybe there's an exception to the rule. But I, I, I don't think that Searchlight is putting Poor Things in this position for no reason. I really don't. I don't think they're doing it for no reason. And I think we need to look at that and say, hmm, maybe there's something to this. And th- this is where I'm this is where I'm at right now. I am I am going in on poor things. I have it in my light up right now. I think with poor things for me, for the longest time, um, I thought not that, you know, I don't think too weird is necessarily something that to be concerned with, but I thought, you know, perhaps it was going to be more so um, leaning into his older style, like Yorgos's, but with the writer of uh, The Favorite and The Great on board and, you know, a cast of, of people that are A-listers, but also, um, you know, often get often are, are pretty beloved by the Academy. I think Poor Things could end up becoming a big player. Um, I don't really know, you know, the story behind it or, or what's... Because it, it does look quite bizarre, but, like, I also think this is a movie that... Mm-hmm. If, if it's pushed right, it might catch on. Like, not only... Because The Favorite actually ended up doing pretty well with audiences, so... Poor things could too, um, 
I don't think it's going to be a huge player, but I, I think, you know, this could definitely be somewhere in like the eight, nine, tenth slot. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I read some of the book. I haven't read I haven't read the whole thing. From what I have seen, it is really not that much weirder than a movie like Pan's Labyrinth than that movie like was close to getting in. So I I I I don't really think it's like too too weird necessarily. And also, like I mean, if I'm gonna predict Barbie to potentially win Best Picture and um, have the zone of interest in my top ten. I should probably have this in my top ten as well. And uh, I, I think this movie will probably... Um, I mean, it's going to get craft nominations for sure, like costumes and production design. Makeup. I mean, it has to get makeup. Have you seen Willem Dafoe? Have you seen Willem Dafoe in that movie? Like, it's got to get that. Come on. And I think actress is, is, is likely as well. Um, the position it's in over next goal wins is like really, really, really great. Um, but like, also like when it when it comes to this movie, like I mean, there's really only a couple other movies that could potentially get in. Like, I mean, there's the killer, which I mean, I mean that movie getting a Venice competition slot was pretty big to me because Fincher doesn't really do festivals, but this one. I mean, it does kind of fall in line with like, it's it's uh, it's the movie that uh, it, it, it's a more artsy movie, Fincher film. But this could definitely be something very, very cool. I very much am, am in agreement with Tristan that this could be Netflix's biggest push. And then there's Spider Verse, which we've seen. I was like, you know, kind of on the train for a while. Like, yeah, this will get in. But I mean, I think Barbie is kind of, and Oppenheimer have kind of stolen that hype for a little bit. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff coming up. I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna sustain all the way to the end of the year to you know actually get get in at the end of the day. That's my that's my main concern with it. I think. It will probably, uh, it, it, like I mean, it's gonna win animated feature. And it's gonna get it could get a score nomination. I'll probably get that. But like in terms of other categories, like screenplay, visual effects, sound, like I I, I think it's gonna have a bit of a harder time getting those, personally. Uh, but then there's other movies below that where I'd like. I really don't have confidence. Maestro, I mean, we've heard from test screens that that movie is just not that good. I mean, maybe critics will like it more and we're like, oh shit, okay. Well, at least some people like this movie. We have to consider it. I mean, they did have to do reshoots for better or worse, so. Yeah. We'll see. And, and then there's like Air, which for god no but like um I, I i think like i don't know if it's gonna be as serious of a threat if color purple and dune stay may december mm -hmm. which i i've kind of lost some faith in that one i'm starting to 
agree more with Tristan on that one. So you can you can take that one. You can take you can take that W, you bitch. Um, <laughs> next goal wins we talked about. Priscilla, I I I I I just don't think Sofia Coppola is uh, the type of director who um, would make a Beatty biopic. I mean, if it's really good, then it's not going to matter. But I I think she's just she just does not really. She just kind of does what she wants, and it's not something that um is suited for Academy members. I don't think that's gonna be a that's a bad thing. It's not a judgment on her, but I think it's just kind of like how how she how she likes to do things, which is perfectly fine, of course. And I think it's probably gonna be good, but I I would not predict it. Saltburn, which some people seem really confident. It's like eleven on Gold Derby. I really don't know where it's coming from. I don't know. Oh, it's like six for me. I'm very confident in this one. Why? Yes. Yeah. I, I think I think people are saying the holdovers is gonna be the one that's gonna emerge from the festivals as the big contender. I think it could be Saltburn. Like there's a lot of hype behind this one. Test screening reactions were great. Um, I mean, all they released was the stills, and it, like everyone on the internet was like, talking about it. So I, I think this could be a big thing. Also, Barry Keegan's just coming off of um, Banshees. There's a lot of hype behind him. I think he could get an actor nomination. And I've heard like he is like astounding in this, like as a leading, like a media leading role. And yeah, so- I'm surprised the big Emerald Fennell fan isn't on board here. Okay. It's his number two. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. You had to pull that card there. (laughs) One one more thing, though, before you go in. This feeling, what you're feeling right now, is how we feel when you talk about Nam. We have a fall getting in. We're like, you know what? what? Fair (laughs) enough. You know what? Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. Here's what I'm going to say. I I talked to someone who, who, um, who saw the movie. And he says it's it's really good, but it's not not very um, Oscar. Like like it'll get a screenplay nomination, but they're not really super confident in anything else. Here, here, here's the thing about this man. I literally like not too long ago just said I think the holdovers is probably going to win over Past Lives, even though Past Lives is like my number one movie of the year, right? You would like if you're going to go by that logic, you would probably think, well, maybe he would have Bass Lives number one. Well, that's that's not how it works. Um, <clears throat> here's the problem. She 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 um, got nominated for her first movie. She won an Oscar for her first movie. Okay, but like, how many sophomore films from people who whose freshman films? got nominated for Best Picture, have repeated. How many times have those movies gotten it? I mean, like, I I see what you're saying, but what about Little Women? Little Women was Oscar bait. Yeah, but, I mean, so is Saltburn. Saltburn, people no, are saying... What? what? People are saying that Saltburn is similar to Talented Mr. Ripley, which did really well. Similar, but, like... Okay, well... And it's Aristocrat, really well, and... 25. 25 years ago. Um, 
I don't know. I think if the movie's good and and you know people are talking about it, and I mean it's going to tackle things like class differences. Like I I think this is a film that is going to benefit from the fall super, festival. I've heard it's not super deep on the class stuff. Here's my here's my I mean well I guess people are criticizing Barbie's uh, commentary for being shallow. So what am I saying? Here here's another big issue for me though. If this movie is really destined to be a voice contender, why is it only going to Telluride in London? Because Venice apparently wanted the movie, and Amazon said no. TIFF apparently wanted the movie. Amazon said no. And it's going to London, but London says it's going to be an international premiere, which basically can confirm that that's not going to go to TIFF. Why are they not sending it to Toronto or Venice if it's going to be an Oscar contender? And, and I understand that, like, King Richard only yeah. did Tough Ride and um, AFI or something. But King Richard was a movie that could get in without the film festivals anyway. It didn't need TIFF. It could have gotten in without the festivals. I don't think Saltburn is that movie. I don't think Saltburn is that kind of movie that can get in without, like, winning a Venice prize or something. Is Saltburn doing New York? Nope. It's not in the main slate, at least. Mm. And I also don't think it would be a late addition to TIFF. Because, I mean, again, Emerald Fennell, she won an Oscar for her last movie. And Barry Keegan, Oscar-nominated actor, also features Jacob Elordi, who is in Priscilla this year and is on Euphoria. Um, And, of course, The Kissing Booth. Can't forget the... um, But... It's so good in those movies. And, and it has and he and like it has these stars in it. It should be a like a gala presentation or a special presentation. Why is it not there? Why it would be such a weird thing to announce that as a late edition to Tef. It just doesn't make sense. I I think if I'm remembering correctly, the the Venice guy was like, oh, so burn screen late for us, or it was like they were finishing up like editing and whatnot which i mean like and then you don't know how many movies because of the strike studios are like huh should we send saltburn this is the same studio this is mgm as challengers and they sent challengers to next year they were probably still debating for a long time about if saltburn was going to be this year you're still sending it to tell you right i don't really understand like what the what the whole deal with that one is I just, I mean, look, if, if it comes out and it's got like an 80-something on Metacritic, everyone's like, oh, he has a big best victory contender, I will come on this podcast and I will eat shit. But um, <laughs> uh, we're going to reenact Solo on the podcast, so that happens, everybody, so get ready. Um, but uh, I, 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 mean, I mean, Jared, you said this is how – Y'all feel when I talk about anatomy of a fall? I mean, you know what? Fair, fair enough. Fair fucking enough, right? Um, this is how I feel about some people talking about Oppenheimer winning up to nine Oscars. So, I, I just don't see it. I really just don't see it. And like, I mean, I, I guess compared to some other contenders like Ferrari or something, like I don't think it would happen. 
but like I I don't see why, a good reason to put it above like Anatomy of a Fall. You know what I'm saying? In Best Picture, or The Zone of Interest, or Poor Things for that matter. I just don't see a good reason to do it. anything about like all all of us strangers. Do you think that's a that's a thing as a prime so, spot? I would have thought that if it was at Venice. And maybe it still could be. Maybe it still could be. But it not being at Venice doesn't really inspire confidence. And I buy this more as a late edition of TIFF than I do Saltburn. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if it will be. Apparently it is going to tell you ride, so you know we'll see that. We'll see that there. Um yeah, I, I would have had more confidence in that if it were going to be playing at Venice, especially in competition. Wait, which movie? All of Us Strangers. I, I am, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yay. I'm I mean, good. I feel like, um, you know, that's a movie that they dated it for December. Um, yeah, and like... I, I follow Search that kind of closely, and it was, like, rumored to be just straight to Hulu as well. And the fact that it's getting a theatrical release, I think, is big. And they're placing in December, which is big. I still feel like it's kind of close. You have Poor Things and All the Strangers in the same month. But I, I'm not I'm not, I'm not yeah. on Search Light. That's the, I, that's I'm the not thing, saying yeah. also, like, as much as I'm hyped for this movie, I, I this isn't Barbie- this is a this is a way more indie movie, but I mean I could see a world where like Paul Mescal gets a supporting actor nom because uh, because of his hype, especially after After Sun, you know, and the Academy keeping his eye on him. Especially this is a way more media role to dig into, you know. There's something like that or a screenplay, or even I've heard. Um, oh, I hate her name. Escapes me now. Hold on, but. The woman, the lady who was in the woman talking. Claire Foy. Claire Foy. I've heard she has a meaty supporting role too, and just something like that, like a little breadcrumb here and there. I feel like I do need to shout out um, uh, someone. Uh, I guess a friend of mine, Skyler, who um, has been uh, uh, screaming about this movie in the uh, Oscar Expert Discord server. He got Ooh. he he kind of got me onto this uh, for a while, and uh, our friend, a friend of the show, Matt, uh, read the book and said that he that he thought if executed well, it could be a thing. And I, I'm not I'm not saying that it can't be, but I think you know again I think the issue is I, I don't I don't know uh, I don't know why it's not at Venice. If it's going to be a thing, I don't know why it's not at Venice. Um. Maybe if, you know, I mean, I think if Poor Things is, like, if it's, like, reviewed as, like, okay, this is a really good movie, but it's not an Oscar contender, and then if Next School wins, it's, like, meh, it's good, but it's not amazing, then I think, like, this would have to be the one that they do, unless it's also, like, not that great, in which case, I just don't think Searchlight would get anything in. Uh, and you know, another thing that kind of worries me is Netflix. I don't have, um, I don't have a Netflix movie in my top 10 and 
because I, 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 I don't know if that's going to be the killer. It, it might be Maestro as much I hope as so. I don't it's, really it's want you. it to be. Shut up, Tristan. You're a Bradley Cooper. Wait, why don't you want it to be just because it, it's got because the of the controversy with Carrie Mulligan or no? Because okay, I, I, I just it just does honestly, I just want to be right. <laughs> that's that's what it's, it's kind of my I, 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 I'm I have a bit of an ego with that one. I, I want to be right about it. My joke for this award season slash like crazy theory is that Netflix's pain hustlers or leave the world behind like is an unexpected bomb like bomb in like a good way. I, it's so late to figure it out, but like the pain hustlers is a tiff. Um, and yeah. so I don't know some like something happens. Like I feel like there's there's something of a spark that once it screens could happen with one of those two movies that Netflix has. So I don't know. Well, leave the world behind was not announced for anything. Any festivals. Yeah, but the press and, is still like yeah. Huh. Right. It's a Sam Esmail film. He he created Mr. Robot. So I wait, I, I, I it's not Tiff, is it not? Pain Hustlers is, but not leave the world behind. I I don't know what he's cooking with this, but you know, it could, it could, it, who knows? Maybe, 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 maybe. I don't I don't think Pain Hustlers is, but you know. Um, there's also Nyad, which is going, which. Yeah, uh, I'm so excited. It's one. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna shout out Matt again. He's been dick writing this movie. I don't I, I don't know where it's coming from, to be honest. I'm um, with them. It's gonna be so good. I, it just gives like movie that a lot of people think could happen at the beginning of the year. It's like, nah, yeah, that seems like Oscar bait, and then Benning's overdue, and then it's just like, yeah, it's fine. I, I would agree with you, but look who's directing it. It's the people who did Free Solo and The Rescue, and okay, I know it's the and Ron Howard movie. directed Thirteen Lives. Yeah, I know, but Ron Howard's not a great director, like anymore. Like he hasn't had a great movie in a while. Like these guys are in a role, and they're able to. I mean, just based on the subject matter, um, they're able to capture like people pushing themselves to the brink. Like for example, with Free Solo, like there was a really, a real like cinematic feel to that, and I think they'd be able to bring that to fiction filmmaking. Well, okay. Well, then you also have. Uh... Uh, Francis Lee directing him, and I look at that for now. Okay, I I agree that that one I would have thought would have done better, but I don't know. I I think this could be really good. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Sundance is also sending Fair Play there. I missed that when I was at Sundance. Um, yeah, which I'm, is I'm interested to check it out. Um, I don't think it's gonna be a best picture play but like you know maybe it could get a it could sneak into a, like a lone screenplay type thing i think um phoebe dinavera Din should get a nomination Hera and alden aranak are very good yeah so, uh, it's amazing crazy, yeah yeah and uh i mean there, there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about um I do want to mention a movie that's going to TIFF. And Jared, I know you're interested in seeing this one, American Fiction. Mm -hmm. which, uh, it's intriguing. It, it's, it's based on a novel that's a, a satire about the publishing industry and specifically people of color within the publishing industry. 
it's the directorial debut of Cord Jefferson, who has written and directed episodes of the Watchmen HBO miniseries with Regina King, uh, which is fantastic, by the way. Um, and he's also written episodes of like Station Eleven, which I didn't watch, but I've heard hmm, decent things about, we'll say. Um, Jeffrey Wright is, th- is playing Thelonious Monk. I mean, that, th- th- I don't think that's not worth considering. That's that. That's definitely something you should probably put in your actor lineup. My my, my holdup is this: it, it's MGM, and we know how shit they are at campaigning. Like, you you say this, and I get okay. why you say this, but Women Talking wasn't exactly the most talked about movie of last year, and they see, somehow still made it into saying? top ten. Do you see what I'm saying? So I think that's a remarkable achievement in its no, own. No actors didn't get it. Yeah. I'm with Jared, though. Like, for example, they were able to get the past two years. They got an Oscar contender in there. I mean, if they're able to get a if they're able to get two Best Picture contenders in a row, they can easily get one actor in there easily. Okay, but, you know, Jennifer Hudson, not there. Um, None of the women talking ladies, no Alana Haim or Bradley Cooper. Uh, Danielle Deadweiler also very much expected to get in and miss for freaking Audrey Riceboro on her in her, Twitter ass, her Twitter ass campaign. Um, so uh, it doesn't inspire much confidence. I do think it sounds really good, though. It sounds really good. And, and who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe this is the, uh, a breakout of TIFF. Like, we don't see it coming. Uh, I am very excited to see it. Uh, some people will mention Evil Does Not Exist by... Ryusuke, Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Uh, again, I am very much a proponent of just because a filmmaker got a movie in with the last movie doesn't mean they're going to get their next movie in. Um, this this does not sound like a drive my car. It sounds it sounds really good, but I don't think that this is going to be it. And I, Japan might not even submit it because they also have Monster and they have. How do you live? Which I understand. I know that's that's called the boy and the heron now, but I, I am not calling it by that name because that title is stupid. Um. Uh, and uh, speaking of how do you live? Uh, I mean, one Spider Verse is winning animated feature. I don't I don't know if it's going to overcome that, but also like I mean, it, it did premiere in Japan. No marketing to no marketing, which is. An interesting strategy. And it's well-reviewed. It's well-liked. There's a lot of people who really like it. But there's some people who are a bit more mid on it. I think it's going to be a little bit more like The Wind Rises than something like Spirited Away. But that's kind of what it's what's giving to me. But I'm sure it's the best be- movie in my opinion. I love The Wind Rises. Well, you haven't seen Spirited Away. That's true. Have you seen Princess Mononoke? Yeah, I've seen everything else he's directed, I think. Except, okay. uh, not Castle in the Sky. Okay, well. Castle in the Sky um, is so good. Uh, and then, like, Rustin, I mean, Domingo, Colbin Domingo could get in for that, for sure. But I don't know if that's a picture thing. Napoleon, like, let's not. 
let's not with Napoleon. That that movie looks not good. Uh, speaking of movies that look not good, Dumb Money. I, I the more uh, I see that, the more I see the trailer, the more I think that movie looks awful. I I I think it would just be so funny and ironic if Paul Paul Dano got first nomination for playing a uh, YouTuber, <laughs> like. Um, is there a lot we have to discuss more or there's not really like a whole lot i'm just kind of mentioning some things okay um perfect days i am not predicting for a best picture i don't think it's really has that much of a shot to get in but that is like patterson there's no way koji yakusho best actor maybe I don't think so. Okay. I, I want Vin Vendors to have an Oscar contender. Though he does have a documentary this year, and he's been nominated for documentary before, so maybe. Yeah, that could happen. <laughs> uh, besides that, I mean, I don't think there's any anything from Cannes besides Killers, Anatomy, and Zone that are seriously contending for picture. Uh, oh, 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 oh. I, you know what I forgot? Ava DuVernay's new film, Origin, that got announced for Venice competition. And that, that really made me wonder, like, okay, maybe this, now that this is coming out and it's in competition, what if it's really good? Um, my concern is that it doesn't have a distributor. But if it gets one and it has really good reviews, then, you know, I, I, I think we might need to, we might need to consider that one a bit more. I, I wanted to kind of shout that one out. Other than that, I, I don't think I don't really think there's anything else that we have to we have to talk about. All right. And, well, in which case, yeah, thank you for um, listening. We didn't play Roblox while doing this, but <clears throat> you know, we had a we had a fun fun little time um, screaming at each other about. Um, <laughs> Uh, why Dune Part Two is not doing as well as the first movie, and why Saltburn is not getting nominated? I will be Saltburn right. forever. And then you call me again. Um, yeah, buy my merch that I don't have. Um, anyway, I will sign off by saying RIP yeah. Challengers for the rest of the award season because RIP Challengers. Um, RIP RIP Challengers. RIP yeah. pepperoni. Anyway, uh, anyway, peace out, guys, and uh, you know. Uh, take care of yourselves and go Oscar predict yourselves. Nice. Bye.